What's up, Nada Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? What's up, everybody? This is Anthony Alhafe recording live and direct at the Billy Shears podcast studio. Ooh, in lovely Milton, Ontario. What's up, everybody? Um, this is episode 188. I'm doing this with a childhood friend of mine, Mr. Ian Carter. Uh, you were gonna get into the pod, but check out support his stuff, support the people that support the show. Passion over paycheck. Ian does exactly that. Um, the man has an amazing journey. Check it out. Uh, find him on Instagram or on YouTube. Travel with Carter. I'll link it in the show notes. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And please, support my friend. This is the Not After 30 Podcast. A podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. It's always good to wet your whistle with a drink with alcohol in it because it helps open up and eliminate some of the phlegm in your throat. <laughs> That's a little it. podcasting tip. All right, I let's do this. It. Yes, sir. All right, What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? I have something special for you. Joining me via Skype all the way from somewhere in the world, he's going to tell you in a second, is a lifelong buddy of mine, uh, a buddy who would – if he called me at any point of the night – I would answer the phone call and we would have a two hour conversation easier, easily. My buddy, Ian Carter. What's up, buddy? Hey, thanks so much for having me, Anthony. I'm uh, thrilled to be here. This is uh, this is a lot of fun for me, and I'm currently calling from beautiful Whitehorse, Yukon territory. So I am uh, back at work, and uh, uh, yeah, little little ways away from you, but uh, so yeah. happy to be here, man. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you. Uh, one of the big things. Um, the big reasons we have Ian on the show today is because he started a travel vlog. So you can find it on YouTube traveling with Carter. And it's, it's one of these lifelong passions you have. Um, people who've been listening to the network for a long time know, like we live and die by the mantra of passion over paycheck. If you do what you love, you will never work in a day in your life. And your whole travel vlog is part of your lifelong mission. Why don't you give me a little feedback on that? What's up? Yeah, no, again, thanks so much. So it um, it's Travel with Carter, and it's just something I started um, uh, during COVID, basically. So it's uh, uh, got a YouTube channel, and, and uh, my goal is to visit every country on Earth. So there's only been uh, a few hundred people that have done it, and, and I decided after being told to sit still and don't do anything for two years, I said, I'm going to do the opposite of that and uh, have a little fun and uh, <laughs> do the opposite. So uh, that, that's my goal. and. And yes, it has been something I've been uh, wanting to do for for many years, and I I do love to travel. And uh, so this is me basically working away at it, and uh, I'm going to do a video for every country I go to, and uh, put them up uh, basically a couple of months, and then uh, based on my real work schedule, I have to fit that in. That's uh, um, yeah, but I'll try to do a couple countries a month and put them up uh, on YouTube to share with you guys, and that's uh, that's the gist of the show. All right. We're going to get more into because I want to know like details. I want to know highs and lows and where have you been. But I think first we need to go back because, my man, we have a history. And <laughs> when, when I when I talk like when I talk about I okay, I went through a phase where I didn't necessarily believe I needed to buy material things, but have experiences. Mm-hmm. Love it. And I believe that's the thing for people. And that's what kind of what you're doing now. And what I didn't realize at the time is even though you're not a consumer, like buying, you know, a hat or a shirt, some, you know, going to a concert and buying those, you're experiencing the concert, you're still buying something, right? You're buying entertainment. Um, so you're still a consumer, but it's in a different manner. But what I, what I really like about our relationship is that we go back to early days, childhood days. And that's what I think is really special about this is like, you know, we, we, ne- we may not necessarily always be day-to-day lives, but social media has kept everybody close. And so um, we're always checking in with each other. So I want to, I want to go back in time and I, I want to pick your brain. Do you have an early or first memory of us? Yeah, I got I got a few for sure. So I, I we grew up uh, yeah in a small town uh, just outside of uh, Toronto, an hour outside of Toronto in uh, uh, Mississauga. But uh, Streetsville was the the village, and and when I tell people about it, it it is it's almost like a 1950s type. Uh, uh, childhood that we had, like it, one it was, horse town, yeah, yeah. But but just the the fact that we had 
you know, a group of about a dozen kids that were all pretty well best friends. And we were, uh, um, yeah, it was safe to play on the street and no, no real crime or any issues and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, sports was our driving force. So, um, I remember, I think baseball was our first, uh, first interaction was playing baseball behind our house. We had a, a fairly big park we could play in and, uh, I have a horrible memory of the, one of my first times was I, I took a big swing and threw the, the, the bat as I, uh, uh <laughs> I hit the ball and I forget who I hit in the head, but I, I, I uh, <laughs> the bat hit with the bat. The <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I swung, finished the swing, let go of the bat as I went and it hit the, the back catcher in the head. And that was, that was one of my first interactions with the group. And they're like, should we beat them up? Should we? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, I, I, I think I remember. Now, is that memory? Is that? Okay. So th- this isn't going to really make sense for anybody unless they grew up with us. But sure. there's like sure. two sides of the catwalk, right? There was like, yeah. there was the, the Bergen side of the catwalk. And yeah. then there was like our side of the catwalk. Was that on our side close to where yeah. our houses sure. would have been? Or what is yeah. it the Bergen side? Sure. Uh, on on our side, yeah. Behind, okay, like, I I might remember that. I, I you know it's it's so wild. Like living it where we did, it is like it was so nice because it's small town feel, but really close to everything. So we really didn't feel that removed from everything. So that that yeah, that's so wild. I uh, my earliest memory I think would have been from one of your older siblings, and I okay. think we got introduced that way because I think. I think your oldest sister at one point babysat us or something like that. Maybe that sounds definitely possible. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So, something along that line. But I mean, uh, the road hockey battles, of course, is what always sticks oh, yeah. out in my mind. Yeah. Fuck, man. We had some heaters. <laughs> it was, uh, it was best of three and then it turned into a best of five and then a best of, of course, seven, best seven. of 11. You just, <laughs> yes. It's, yeah. we, you know, nobody wanted to lose. That was what it came down to. Exactly. No, and you're right. Hockey was the the, the catalyst for sure. And then uh, uh, wrestling. I remember uh, we were big into wrestling and uh, yeah, watched watched the the big events with you guys at your house. And then uh, yeah, swimming and just everything was yeah, oh, sports yeah. related mostly. And um, and food. You're you're. Uh, uh, you're Nona. I remember would like I'd, I'd always show up and uh, she'd just be offering me food and just be like, "Oh my gosh, this is the this is the best place ever." She, if she didn't feed anybody, like if she didn't feed you on contact, she had failed her day. She would have to go home and do like thirty-five uh, hail marys and twenty-five right. uh, signs of the cross. Yeah, I mean, it, she lives to she lives to satisfy hunger. Um, wow. Yeah. You know, th- thank you for saying that because she is, she's an absolute gem that, that brings a, a real big uh, tear to my eye and warmness in my heart because that is that, that woman's lifelong mission is to feed the world, feed the world. So oh, I'm so I happy know. that you remember that. Yeah, no. And she was so good. I, I, yeah, I just remember she'd always just be smiling and, and, and actually that's another good memory I have with your family was, uh, uh, eating a, a typical Italian meal with like different courses. Like uh, that blew my mind when you had like the, the pasta course to start. So basically I filled up on the pasta and then, yeah. and then more coming and there's meats and, and I'm like, what the heck? I was like, there's, there's going to be more. I thought it was just a one plate deal. But, uh, uh, no, all good memories, man. Yeah, we, we had That's a, great. A you know, it's, it's kind of wild. Like we, you know, we, we used to have these road hockey battles of like, like team Canada versus like team world or Euro or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't really understand it. Right. Cause I never really looked at myself as like, um, like, like a first generation Canadian. Like I never saw myself like that. It never made much sense to me. And I never really understood the, the culture clash. And that's what always, you know, when I, when I look back at it now, I obviously know and I, I laugh at it, but it's, it's so like, I never realized it at the time. I never knew why it was such a, a difference maker for some people. And yeah, when we had like, yeah, you know, that always threw me. I, I never really understood it, but looking back in retrospect now, like I really appreciate it. And, and I, you know, it, it's just one of those things about growing up in Canada. There's so much culture differences and lessons, you know, to be, to be made. 
and had oh, for, so. for sure and then uh obviously guys like don cherry didn't necessarily help with those those types of things <laughs> uh you know big on the canadians yeah. and not so much on the the other uh nationalities and stuff but uh my favorite part with that was we would always make bobby's little brother be the goalie for the european team uh, or something <laughs> right because because <laughs> he was like the youngest right that's right you, uh, you, you, you would feed him in uh, candy you'd give him uh candy oh yeah you had to bribe that kid he was such a you know it's so such, you know what's so crazy too is uh so sean a little sean we called him little sean we had two sean's we had a big sean who was like five or ten years older than us who yeah. hung out and played with us and we had little sean who was the youngest of the group and uh so oddly enough i i've been playing well i had been playing softball in the same league for like 15 years okay. and one day like one day he came up to me and he's like anthony i'm like yeah I didn't even recognize him. It had been yeah. maybe 20 years since I'd seen him. Sure. And obviously he's like a fucking adult and he had a child at the time, which is even crazier. <laughs> and, uh, and he told this story and I do, I didn't even remember the story, which is crazy because it was such a traumatic experience. But oh. I, I don't know if, I don't know if you were there. I don't know if you remember this, but we were all out on our street, Bremen lane, the greatest street in all streets. So, and, um, this guy on a bike, this adult on a bike, came and grabbed him and started talking shit about him and saying like, "Oh, you fucking ate my hell, you did this." And I pushed the guy off off Sean. I told him to go go home. I don't remember this. I like, I, I remember it happening, but I don't. I didn't. It wasn't a memory in my in my mind. And he right. told the story. I fucking got super embarrassed because it was like, okay, like I I you know I kind of I I'm I was amazed, but um, he brought that up and it totally changed my perspective on my influence on him as a child. Sure. Blew my mind. Had wow. such a weird moment, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't remember that. But yeah, like you say, just the little things you, you remember, and the, yeah, you were, like, you're a year older than uh, Danny, so you, you're, yeah. you and yeah, you, you were one of the mentors of for us yeah. for sure. I, uh, yeah, and I was one of the, yeah, I was one of the older, I was the oldest kid before Big Sean, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then there was like a. A trickle down effect, like one year between maybe six or seven kids and a couple kids at the same age. Exactly. Like, uh, Matt and and Dave were the same age. You bought you and Bobby the same age. Danny was a year older than you. I was a year older than him. Yeah. So wild. But also that group of, of friends. I mean, these are childhood friends. We all we're all on still good terms. I you know I just cut Allison's hair a couple days uh, a couple weeks ago. Like I'm still in contact with her. It's it's Amazing. such a weird yeah. like you know. And it's also social media. Social media has kept everybody close, which is great in that sense. It's, it's, it is good. And it's like, especially like, I, I got a quick, a funny story about, uh, yeah, just kind of losing touch and just like where our friendship is like, uh, you don't lose time. Uh, so, um, another bucket list thing I, I'm trying to do is go to every NHL arena. So I, I went out to California a few years ago and, uh, uh our Leafs, uh, Typical Leafs uh, scored one goal in the three games I was there, so that uh, that was a lot of fun. But uh, was it I the lean years, like 2015? <laughs> oh, this was right before COVID. This was uh, two and a half years uh, ago. Like, it oh, was no. brutal, though. They just took the week off. They decided to have some fun <laughs> in the sun. But uh, <laughs> Danny Rowe messages me and he says, "Are you in LA right now?" He's like, "I see your your post on social media." He's like, I- "I'm here too." And long story short, we ended up hooking up for the the three games and and had a blast. It was an unplanned thing, but it was like social media working perfectly so it, it was great to catch up with him and that's the best yeah well awesome. and, yeah especially danny like salt of the earth kind of guy you know like just, just in it for a good laugh um exactly. were you at his wedding i can't remember were you at his wedding oh, i wasn't unfortunately okay yeah uh, we went to his wedding and it was it was the funniest awkward moment so we're, we're at this table with um some of the wives of the people that are in his uh, wedding party and so one one of his buddies comes over and we're chatting we're all and he's like oh how do you know danny and we're like oh we grew up next to him like I've, I, I think i've known him since i was like three years old he's like holy shit i only have known him for a year i'm in his wedding party what's your excuse i'm like well, I, haven't, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't fucking talked to him in 20 years you know like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh he was he was like the, he i invited him to my wedding i thought it was important to have like one of my oldest friends at my wedding and he was a first respond which was i thought that was pretty awesome that is, but that's just though. that is just the kind of guy that Danny is, and you know I'm happy. I'm happy that him and his family are were have been in are in my life. So that's awesome. Okay, that's, well, we had an awesome childhood. We had a ton of fun. The Euro Cup was was all, the Can Year Cup, which was our road hockey battle every March break and pretty much every day after school. 
destroying our joints on the asphalt and then later on rollerblades. We had so much fun, my man. Um, the countless games, countless body checks, countless fights, countless <laughs> good times to reflect on. Yeah. I appreciate you and all those great times. They were so much fun, even oh, though at the time God. they didn't feel it. But you know, you always had you always had such a level head. You no matter how heated it got, you were always came around, and you're always the icebreaker to be like, listen, like things got a little out of hand. You know, I know my emotion can get into it sometimes, you know, and you were always very level head with that. And that was something that I never understood at the time, but in retrospect, admire you for knowing and being able to do. So that's good on you for knowing that. Cheers. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I think that's partly uh, coming from the big family. So five siblings, there's always yeah, somebody at, at somebody's throat. And then eventually you just got to yeah, try to settle it over and be like, and we want to play again tomorrow, guys. So let's, uh, you know, yeah. let's not make it too bad. But thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah, no worries, man. I, I always thought it was it was brilliant of you that you were able to kind of cut through the bullshit a little bit. Like, you know, we all got heated. You know, it's fair to say. You know, I got, I have a temper, you know, Danny had, Danny had a temper. We all remember that, you know, like we, you know, we had our battles, you know, but you were always level headed enough to be like, let's just balance this out a little bit. Like, let, this doesn't have to be like this. And I thought that was very special of you. So good, uh, good on you. Cheers. Thank you. All right. My, no problem. My man. Okay. So let's get into this giant pa- pa- uh, passion project. Jesus, the fucking rum's kicking in. All right. We're, 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 we're getting to the good spot. Okay. So. You have this idea. How does this idea start, and how do you take your first steps of doing this? Yeah, no, great question, and uh, I'm glad you're enjoying the rum. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> this was this was COVID. It was uh, yeah, just basically uh, I'd been been traveling a fair bit the last uh, ten years. Um, I guess initially to what 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 prompted me to travel. Um, my brother had done a. Uh, a trip. He kind of came back high on life. He went with uh, um, a church group down to Mexico and and uh, built a school and and like a water thing and just came back like just like high on life. It like felt really good. And he's like, you should do something like this. So he's like, I know you're not a big church guy. You're not overly religious, but he's like, just look into it and maybe it's something you want to try. So I was like, okay. I took that his advice to heart and um, I ended up uh, yeah partnering up with Habitat for Humanity. Um, yeah, probably about seven or eight years ago and. Um, did my first project in uh, Bali, Indonesia, which is uh, just gorgeous. If um, and uh, yeah, it's like Hawaii, basically. It's just a be- beautiful, beautiful part of the world. Um, and yeah, same thing. I just like met a ton of great people, had a ton of fun. We, we built a couple uh, houses. We were like uh, uh, there for like ten days, and then I traveled a little bit outside of that. And I was like, you know what? This is something that I could see myself doing uh, more and more of. So um, I ended up doing about 14 of those trips i i um yeah i've done them europe asia uh africa um and i, I really really loved it and l- with my type of work i do get a, a lot of time off so like currently i'm working two weeks on two weeks off so it's um it does give me a, a lot of flexibility to to travel and and so that was kind of the catalyst and then yeah COVID happened obviously we all were affected in one way or another and it um yeah just found myself stuck on my couch being told you can't kind of do one of your favorite things in the world and i was like all right well let's get on youtube and then just kind of got on a couple of youtube rabbit holes and was uh, started following different shows and um yeah one show i'll definitely plug i, I love the guys that are called uh, yes theory and and their um their whole motto is uh uh, seeking discomfort and getting out of your, your comfort zone. So I think that's something we, uh, um, yeah, we, we just naturally do it as humans. And I think that's, that's something where, um, I, I will say, I heard it somebody else say, but basically some of the best moments in life happen, like right before you're, you, you feel like the, the goosebumps or you're kind of sick to your stomach, but if you can push through it, whether it's, you know, getting married or skydiving or something like that, those are the things you really end up, um, remembering the most so and travel for me has kind of given me that uh, a lot so my very long-winded answer is basically yeah a combination of things but covid was kind of the catalyst and then i was like you know what i think i can do this and it's uh um yeah there's 197 countries in the world and uh, i'm at uh, 34 right now so i, I do got a ways okay. to go obviously but uh, um yeah i think it's something that's doable and, and i'm kind of giving myself like 10 years to, to kind of work, work through it. So that's a loose plan. Uh, that's, that's even like, I mean, 10 years. To, okay, hold on. Before we get into that. So mm-hmm. give me, give me the breakdown. So you do the thing for habitat, 
you enjoy it, you get a little taste of everything. You get home and you're like, okay, I have this master plan. I'm going to hit all 197. Where do you start? What do you think? Like, do you think of like the most intriguing place for you, or like, oh, I can get to Mexico, or I can get to like whatever Puerto Rico pretty easily. Maybe I can make this happen. Scratch one off early. Like, what 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 is your train of thought on that? Yes. Yeah, so, so uh, I was at probably twenty five or something countries I've been to just just kind of organically before that, and then when I kind of made the 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 decision to make the list. Uh, again, COVID unfortunately was a big, big factor. So it was uh, countries' um, leniencies. What were they allowing you to to uh, to come in? They, like some were much more uh, strict than others. So um, like Asia is still just slowly opening up. Uh, but yeah, Central America was kind of uh, easier. So it was more so a can I get in your country? And then it was. Uh, um, yeah, but just Google Maps and stuff would uh, show you basically what each country needs to get in. So it's been fairly easy and, and up to date as well with that. Um, and then now I'm slowly like I've only planned for the next uh, couple months, but now I'm starting to look at more which ones I really want to go to. Whereas before it was uh, can I go? Yes, no. And then kind of go from there. OK, so give me an idea like. When are you constructing the list? Like, is it like uh, thought out and planned, or is it like at this point? I mean, COVID, yeah, that makes sense. But like at this point, more or less, I mean, except for China, China's kind of fucked right now. But yeah, most of the world is is pretty open. So, are you looking at it like I can hit two or three countries on this slope here, or do you do? You, is it like I need to check out this place now? Be like for me, I've always wanted to go to Tokyo, no specific reasons. Like I really want to check out their wacky vending machines. But outside yeah. of that, I, I, I just want to be, I just want to see like the craziness um, for you. What is it like? Is it like you need to see these places or convenience cost? Like, what is it? Yeah. I don't know. Great, great questions. And um, definitely got to do Tokyo. I, I've, I've done it and loved it. it. It's, it's a different world. Um, but yeah, now I'm starting to plan a little bit. So, like, I, I feel like I just kind of did bucket list after bucket list after bucket list my last few trips, and I feel spoiled and, and honored to be able to to, to do it. But, uh, um, yeah, basically my goal in a nutshell is to kind of give each country roughly about a week uh, on average out of the 197. Um, there's some, like, uh, Liechtenstein in uh, Europe. You can literally do it in, like, four hours and five hours. Like, it's tiny. It's... Uh, um, so, you know, I'll probably give it a day or maybe two days or something, but, um, so yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm rushing through it. Um, and, and, uh, I want to enjoy it, but at the same time, yeah, there is a little bit of strategizing with it. So like on my two weeks off, I, I'm trying to look at going at, uh, two, two countries at a time. Um, and, and yeah, right now they are part, partly that they're easy, uh, meaning that they don't need a visa and, um, or a visa upon arrival, as opposed to having to plan it months in advance. And partly that, uh, yeah, just bucket list ones. So, like my next uh, next trip is uh, England and Ireland, and, and uh, uh, that's that's uh, my ethnicity, my my heritage. So, so I am curious to kind of see where my ancestors came from and stuff, and uh, yeah, have a few Guinnesses and uh, good beers and stuff. And, I think yeah, you have to, right? And, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I, I think that that could be a lot. Of fun. I think a week's actually like a really good time to kind of like bounce around a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, to, yeah, so talk to me like, sorry, go on. Did I cut you off? No, no. I was going to say, yeah, like some will be a bit more than a week, but on average, it'll be roughly a week per country. So tell me about the, what you're planning financially for it. So like if you're spending a week in a country that can, you know, cost, cost you if you're doing two countries every two weeks or whatever the case may be. Give me an idea. Like, are you budgeting? Are are you researching how to do it on the low, or are you just like looking for like, hey, I, this is an easy conversion. You know, one Canadian dollar is going to equal twenty six bucks here. I'm going to have a great time. To give me your breakdown, like when you're looking at the money aspect of it. Yeah, no, uh, there, there's always a little bit of. Um... Yeah, pre-planning involved for sure. Like England and Ireland both will be a little bit pricier. A lot of Asian countries are, are uh, um, a little bit cheaper. Japan's a bit pricey. But uh, yeah, I try to uh, travel kind of mid-range. I, I've, I'm over the hostel thing. I um, uh, Again, that's that's one of those not after 30 things for sure. With, yeah, uh, totally. In a hostel with uh, uh, 10 other people that are, you know, significantly uh, younger and you know quite drunk and intoxicated so yeah you know you, you can save money in in different ways and um 
I love street food in general. So like I'm not eating at like five star sit down restaurants. A lot of times I'll just grab uh, uh, whatever the local delicacy is uh, um, on the street. I, I find that's a little bit cheaper. Um, flights. Yeah, that's where the planning comes in as well. Just uh, there's little little tips like uh, um, making sure that you're, you're searching on a, a in the cognito browser. Just so if you're searching over and over and over again, they'll they'll kind of pick up on the algorithms and you end up paying more. So just make sure you got it in the like secret mode or incognito mode when you're searching. That can save you money. Um, Oh, that's a actually that's a super pro tip. That I never even thought of that, but bravo to you, travelers beware. Yeah, go incognito, save yourself from getting scammed. Yeah, it could be like literally hundreds of dollars difference. So, um, and yeah, there's other talk about you know if you uh, book it on like a Wednesday or Tuesday, it's a little bit cheaper. Uh, I don't know how much I believe that, but uh, I think just planning ahead is huge. Um, and, and a lot of times, uh, flights like, uh, in, in, uh, England and in Ireland, um, you can get flights for just, you know, 20 euros and stuff. So it's, it's, and I'm willing to do different options. Like I'll take a train, um, rent a car, you know, fly, even take like a bus at times. So it's, um, yeah, I'm constantly doing research with it. That's kind of my, my hobby, I guess, is, uh, when I'm at work, I have a lot of time in the evenings and, um, and that's kind of been my new thing is yeah, the editing of the videos and then also researching the new trips. So, but yeah, I would say on average, I'm kind of traveling in a mid range. Um, I'm not going, uh, too cheap, um, like a backpacker style I have at times in my life, but, um, yeah, I'm 37 years old. I don't want to be necessarily sleeping on a, on the ground. And, uh, <laughs> um, but at the same time, I'm not at the five star, uh, Fairmont so- you don't have to give me an exact amount, but give me an idea. Like, are you gauging like after flight, are you giving yourself like 2000 bucks to work within a week, like 2000 Canadian to work within a week? Yeah. Uh, it's probably something around there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more country based specifically than saying I have a set amount. Like I, I kind of have, uh, um, like for instance, if I'm going to, uh, Scotland next month. I, I I'm gonna I'm a I'm a big golf guy. I'm gonna try to play uh, St Andrews uh, go- golf course, which might be you. You kind of have to. Yeah, I'm gonna try my best to, but uh, you know that 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 can be quite pricey. But it's also again like a once in a lifetime thing. Whereas other trips, um, I may not be always doing big blow it out of the park type events like that. So, um, yeah, like uh, I do, kind of put a, a number uh, as to what I want to spend per day, and that's like the the food, the the um, uh, hotel, um, like, and yeah, it, it totally depends on the country, though, Anthony. So, like, I'm not not trying yeah. to avoid the question. It's just it might be no, it 50, makes t- it's totally day. yeah, it could be you know 125 or something if it's a more expensive country, but oh, I mean, totally makes it. If you're going to be in England, you know, you you can't stretch 50 bucks Canadian. You you'll never eat. You know, it totally makes sense. Yeah, I was just curious if you if you kind of go in or maybe with your experience already, have you averaged out like. This is going to be a fifteen hundred dollar trip, easy because the dollar stretches this much more here, or this much less here. Yeah, for for sure, and and that's um, so. Yeah, the experience side, I have learned a fair bit of uh, just just kind of uh, tr- tricks of the trade. Uh, local knowledge is huge, so uh, some of the you know travel gurus they call them fixers or something. So yeah, I always see if I if I know somebody or. You know, if you got a second cousin that wouldn't mind uh, yeah. showing me around, or even if I can pay them too, if if yeah, if you're giving a fifty bucks Canadian or something to show you around for the for the day or something, that might be a lot for them, but uh, reasonable. And it might cost you three hundred if you do it with a uh, organized tour guide. So um, th- those are little tricks I do. Uh, free walking tours, so they have those in in most major cities, and those are uh, they're not technically free. They they just rely on tips, and uh, yeah, it could be like a half day walking tour, and um, yeah, you give the guy like twenty bucks or thirty bucks, whatever you feel that it was worth, and uh, and it's amazing. Yes, and you're not spending a ton. Uh, Uber's another trick I've learned. Um, like sometimes you're paying 10 times as much for a taxi compared to Uber. And the thing I like with the Uber is uh, you're not uh, fighting the guy or, or having to negotiate. You already know what the price is. You just hit okay. And then it's, uh, it's already tallied beforehand. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. So I, I guess I do have like a handful of little tricks I do or, or I've learned just for, from making mistakes as well. Um, but yeah, just to backpedal a little bit, like I, uh, 
sold my house uh, a couple years back, decided, uh, yeah, this is kind of something I want. So I'm not necessarily pinching panties. I am single as well, no kids. So I do have a little bit more fluid. Well, what's that like? This sounds like fun. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine uh, you probably when you started this show, it was a, it's a different time, right? <laughs> different, totally different time. You got it. Um, but you know what? I mean, it, it is one of those things though, like you're doing something, you know, which is more than most people in our age bracket can say at this point, you know, like most people have kind of sowed, sowed their, their oats and they're kind of just in that, in that space space. And that's like me included, you know, you are, you are actively pursuing something that fills your soul. And that is very special. So it's better than you fucking being like, I'm really good at Minecraft. Like, fuck off. Like who, who, how hard is that? Is that hard? Um, but okay. So let's get back into the travel. Okay. Cause I have, I have some questions when it comes to travel. Um, I'm, I don't think I'm a picky eater, but I may be a picky eater. I don't eat like I don't eat pork, which has been a thing for a long time for me. Um, and I'm not like a huge into like, oh, uh, we're in uh, Indonesia and we got like these barbecue rats that we're having or whatever. I, I don't I don't mean to sound insulting. The rum is definitely affected. So give me an idea on like, are you are you okay? To, like, like I don't mind watching on TV and watching somebody else eat a baby alligator on a stick, but I'm not into eating a baby alligator on a stick. So. Do you deal with that kind of stuff? Are, are you like, okay, well, this, this is a hot dog. It's pretty safe. I'm going to go for it. Give me, give me some cuisine that you've noticed some like that maybe stands out or maybe some cuisine that you try for the first time. You're like actually bull testicles delicious. So I don't know what we're Joe talking about, you know, like give, give me something, give me something juicy. Yeah, no, for, for sure. So I, I've tried a lot of those things that you're, you're listing there. So yeah, I've, <laughs> I've lived in, uh, Alberta for about 12 years, uh, Cal- Calgary's uh, home and, uh, uh, yeah, they call them prairie oysters. So that's a bull's testicle. And, um, during, during, during Calgary stampede, they, uh, they fry them up, cook them up. They, any, any way you can think of it. Uh, so I, I have had it uh, locally at home, but I'm fairly yeah. adventurous. Uh, I, I would say when it comes to food, um, yeah, some of the weird stuff I guess I've had was in uh, uh, Chile. We had um, a guinea pig on, uh, like, uh, like a pet, basically a Canadian pet. We we had those. Uh, uh, that was a little, yeah, a little disturbing because again, you're thinking of, oh, this is a cute little. little is, but is it like thing. rotisserie or like? Wh- yeah. Okay. It, it wow. Was, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a rotisserie. Yeah, they had about five or six of them. Like almost like you go to Swiss Chalet and you see. <laughs> chickens on there they got a hundred guinea pigs on the on the things so, okay yeah that, that one was a little different um yeah and and and, and good different or like yeah, does it taste like, like does it taste like regular pig like it um no so I, I know everyone uses chicken as the kind of the go-to for when they're just the default them. yeah yeah, yeah. tastes like chicken um it did have a unique taste. It was a, a a little gamey, but not not terrible. And, and um, I can't really describe it as anything else. But it, it was kind of covered in sauce as well. And it was it was barbecued. It was crispy. It was uh, it was it was okay. Once you got past the mental side of it, um, I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of wrapping your head around. It. It's like, why am I eating the neighbor's pet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So guinea pig was one. Okay. What else you got for me? Like I'm already grossed out. Yeah. I don't know if I would have had that one. <laughs> um, in, in, again, I thought I was adventurous until yeah, traveling to Asia, especially they, they got a lot of, uh, um, just wild foods that, uh, yeah, I I've hit my limit many times where I'm like, yeah, I can't try that. Um, or that, that, that that's not for me, but, uh, uh yeah, I, I think smells a big thing. If it's, if it's really kind of, potent smell it's, it's hard to uh, uh get past that but yeah in in thailand they had they had the street markets cambodia as well it was um they, they would have scorpion and uh, uh just a bunch of different bugs that they're barbecuing and mostly for tourists like they are in uh, tarantula the this um yeah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i'm dying i'm dying <laughs> like barbecue scorpion i was like maybe i try that and then you're trying like ah nope yeah nope oh, <laughs> that furry the furry legs forget that but did you eat it i did i did all three <laughs> shut up yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they they cooked it up in like a chili sauce and it was again you're having a few beers it was uh I wouldn't do it again, but I did it just to get people to to have that reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, 
Okay, I, I this is my most adventurous, and and I'm and, you know this isn't a humble brag or anything. I was once at a stag, and uh, I drank a goldfish. Ah, okay, yeah, that is the extent of my adventure. And you know what? I actually felt horrible because I could feel like as I'm swallowing this live goldfish, I can feel him being like, "Ah, oh, this is the wrong way," and I can feel him going down my throat. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I could, I don't know if I could eat a guinea pig, like barbecue snake. I'm not eating that either. Definitely not eating a barbecue snake. Scorpion, maybe. Maybe. Just because yeah. I think it might give me superpowers. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so, okay, so, t- t- tell me, like, did you, what else, what other fucked up things did you eat? And I, I can't imagine anything in Cambodia being good. So, like, how how are you surviving? Why are you not 90 pounds? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. It, um yeah, like, so, so again, the, these were uh, the ones that are, the, I guess, the best way you know, po- poverty, you get creative. You're, you're going to figure out ways to, to eat things. So, um, a lot of these things were, were kind of indigenous, um, tough times. They just kind of figured these things out, uh, o- over the years, but now it's, yeah, it's mostly just for tourists, but, um, yeah, like, uh, some things where I, I won't eat, they have this, um, a few different countries do it, but they have this, uh, uh, I think they call it a hundred day egg and it's basically like a chicken egg or a duck egg or something. And, and they bury it in like volcanic sand for a hundred days and the thing like ferments. And when they cracked the shell on it, it was like pitch black. And, and I, I was like nauseous from the smell. I was like, All right, okay, I found my limit. I, I, I can't do that. Like, like rotten egg smell. Yeah, yeah, but uh, very, very potent, and it um, and people eat it. It's a delicacy. Um, like that one was not for me. Um, Brazil, they do a similar thing where it's um, it's like a half uh, half fetus, half egg. Like it's like a half grown chicken egg. And yeah, same thing. I, I couldn't do that one. I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like dying. I'm dying over here. <laughs> you asked. That's the wrong kind of omelet. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, but no, I, I generally I, I try to ask. Uh, you know, what what do the locals eat? What uh, what is a local delicacy? What's the local beer? Like those are the, the things I like to. It's a good conversation starter, and uh, um, yeah, it's fun. And, and I'm willing to try mo- most most things. But yeah, the, I do have my limits for sure. <laughs> okay, we got to get off the food, but I, yeah. I need to ask a couple more food questions. Um, okay, best dessert you've had so far. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, best dessert I've had so far. Because all that, all that other food has turned my stomach, and yeah. not that you I need do, to eat right now, but you got to do you know. 180. Um, yeah, I think uh, so. I have type one diabetes. Uh, first off, so I don't eat a ton of sweets. But when I when my sugar does go low and I need sugar, I will. I'll I'll, I'll uh, treat myself. I'll, I'll go for something, um, but. I think baklava is probably my favorite uh, yeah, okay. dessert, and a lot of different countries have their own version of it. So I, th- I think that's probably, if I had to choose one, um, I was in South Africa last month, and I went to the world's best ice cream place, which I always thought it was uh, Murphy's in Streetsville. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Good Paul, well done. Good People from Streetsville will get that, and that's I love great. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, they won some competition or something. So yeah, like I'll, I'll often try like a gelato or, or an ice cream or something too. But yeah, if I had to pick one on the spot, I'd probably say, Bible okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know, it, it's so interesting too, because you're right. Like there's so many, it's just like, it's a beautiful flaky, sweet pastry, but there, there's like 10, oh, I didn't even say 10. There's probably hundreds of different versions of it. So that, and that's one of those things like ice cream or like cake or whatever, Every kind of culture has their twist on it. So, yeah, I like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Now, we'll switch over from dessert to bevies. Yeah. Give me, give me like, maybe a drink that you never had before. I had a buddy who went to Hong Kong. and had this, like, upside-down drink that was smoking, and it was, like, a big deal. It was, like, a, a big cultural thing for Hong Kong. Do okay. you have, like, a drink that kind of blew you away, beer that you loved, or something that kind of came or left feel you're like, this needs to be all over the world, and it's not? Give me something like that. That is a good question. Um, I can't think of one that like necessarily like I, again. I'll, I'll often go for the the local one, and like if I'm with uh, um, a, a a local guide or someone, I'm like, show me like the homemade one. I'm, I know basically every plant in the world 
somebody has figured out how to turn it into alcohol at one point or another. So I'm always like, you know, is there a, a unique alcohol? And I've had some terrible ones. Like usually if it shows up in like a plastic bottle or like an old, old Coke bottle or something, you know, it's, it's, it's homemade. It's, uh, you know, we call it moonshine. People have different names for it or whatever, but uh, I've had some really, really bad ones of that. Uh, and they're always so proud to, to, uh, to give it. And, and yeah, like some, it just, you know, one sip and it's, uh, it's like petrol, you know, it's, it's um, <laughs> But I can't think of any of them that are like overly tasty, um, just different presentations for it. Um, in, in Cambodia, I had a uh, uh, drink out of like a, um, a shell of a, like a mortar shell, like of a, a big bullet. Like I'm not a gun guy. I don't really know what, but it was, uh, it was like this big. It was like the size of a football, but it was, uh, I don't know if it comes out of like a RPG or like something. A, but it like was, a, like, like a, okay. So if it was like your dick, it would be like the head of your dick, but it's on a missile. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, a good way to describe it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's like the size, yeah, of like a football. So we had a drink out of that. That was kind of fun. And uh, okay, yeah, different. Uh, I, like I always like, Cambodia's version of Das Boot. Yes, that's a great way to put it. Yes, that's exactly. Okay, what I okay, I'm in. I'm in now. You got me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was. Uh, I forget what I had out of it. I think it was a beer, but uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. And then yeah, I often ask if they have a a special bottle of something behind the bar that, uh, again, usually it's a moonshine of some sort or, or, uh, yeah, just kind of, or, you know, grandpa's old cough syrup. You got something hidden back there, you know, <laughs> are, are you leaning in? You're like, listen, like, give me the, the good local stuff. Or are, yeah. are you more like, I'm not from around here. Obviously you can tell cause I'm fucking pale. And you guys are off great hands. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, like a little bit of something both. that I haven't had before. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. I, 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 I can't, I can't compare a time, but like, when I went to Jamaica, I was like, give me your best rum. And they're like, yeah. they pull a bottle of Ray and nephew. And like, if you don't know Ray and nephew will make you go blind because it's like 80 proof and, uh, it will knock your tits off. But that's, so I, I imagine you're the same way, right? So you're like, you're looking for the uniqueness, right? Like yeah. something yeah. specific. Okay. So, okay. So I asked you, okay. So you presentation makes a lot of sense, obviously. What about, what about like, beers I really wowed you like you know I, I'm not picturing you as like a, a as like a Molson uh, Canadian guy or or a Labatt Blue kind of guy like I feel like you have a better beer palate than that so has there been a, a beer a lager an ale that's kind of like really wowed you so I think the craft beer scene has blown up all around the world and yeah I'm, o- I'm often surprised when I go to other countries and and yeah then they 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 have their local one and yeah, general general rule. If it has the country's name on it, such as Molson Canadian, you know it's going to be like an easy to drink or, or decent enough uh, lager. And and uh, um, yeah, it's like I was just in Panama, they had the Panama beer. I was like, of course, I got to try it. And it's like water is decent. Um, but yeah, I do like IPAs and I do like uh, uh, craft beers. So a lot of times I will ask them for uh, for a local one again if they have something with uh, um, like a fruit I'm not familiar with. Um, when I was in South Africa, they had. Uh, uh, guava in, it was in season, and um, I don't remember the last time I ever had guava. If I if I had, I'm sure I had at some point. But yeah, they had a uh, a guava IPA that was really nice um, uh, on top. It was just you know only available for a few months. So um, those are a couple that kind of pop pop to, to pop to mind for me. But um, that's the good thing about Canada. We have such a uh, international community that a lot of these ones that. You know, like you said, in Jamaica, like most people would know that Red Stripe's a good Jamaican beer or, or uh, you know, because we, we have it in, in our local beer stores and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I generally, that's kind of rule of thumb. If the country's name's on it, sign me up. I'll take uh, Indonesia lager or whatever and, and then kind of the craft stuff with, with some random fruit <laughs> cambodia lights it's delicious yeah. you know you want one yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah good slogan i like it yeah. okay so okay so like we, we kind of exhausted the food stuff now okay i want to get into like safety and all that stuff but first there's something else that that's on the menu that i need to ask about yep and you don't have to answer but i think everyone's going to want to hear the answer okay the women around the world give me an idea because sometimes i see photos and i don't want to pry but i'm like yo what's up man like give me the 411 what's good baby no that's fair that's fair um so yeah i am single and um uh yeah i i guess the way best way i've had uh 
fun. I've had uh, uh, good, good, um, good dates. Had bad dates, but I, my thinking, at the very least, is if I'm going to go on uh, uh, Bumble or Tinder or one of the dating websites, at the very least, I'm getting like a local to show me around a little bit. So even if it goes terrible, and and uh, a lot of times it's just a language barrier, right? So it's uh, good awkward pauses and stuff while google translates you gotta like we show them <laughs> your phone but yeah, yeah. Like, it, 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 it's uh, it's awkward do it's you fun, like the sex exactly. <laughs> and sometimes the transition can be a challenge from uh, dinner to a nice walk after or what have you but uh uh yeah i i i do like dating while i'm um uh while i'm out and, and about and uh i I'm the guy at Baskin Robbins that uh, wants to try all the flavors before he. I like that uh, butter pecan. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so give me just give me like you don't have to be detailed about it, but so I, I'm imagining this. I'm imagining you you're landing in whatever um, Brazil. Yeah. Brazil's got some good looking women. Like you know, for a long time, the best looking woman in the world is from Brazil. Yep. So you 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 crack open Bumble or whatever, and, and you're like, okay, hit 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 your radius or do whatever you got to do, do your swiping. Yep. Are you are you saying like, hey man, like I'm only I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. Like, what are you putting out? And like, and what's coming back? Okay, is it like, I've always wanted to fuck a Canadian. Let's see what it's all about. Or <laughs> look at this pale motherfucker. Let's get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm breaking his dick off. Like, what's it like? Like, like is yeah. is it? Are they ready to embrace you? Or are they more like? curious by you like i want to touch your skin please like what is it you know what yeah kind of almost all all of the above um yeah no it, it is fun so some again some pro tips i've learned over the years you can get the like the platinum edition um tinder or bumble or whatever the one where you pay for it and then you can put in a little bit of leg leg work before you get to the country so it's uh it does take time to you know meet and greet and, and uh, sometimes it's a you know a number of days or, or something so yeah if you're on a tight schedule if you can kind of start ahead of time that that helps um I, I'm, I generally do better in person than, than I do uh, in, uh, so yeah, you can just kind of pick up, feel each other's energy and see if there's going to be something there. And then it's, uh, yeah, sometimes they're, they're after Canadian, um, citizenship. <laughs> so sometimes they're, they're, uh, yeah, just as the, like you said, it's like, oh, you're, you're pretty, uh, you're pretty pale. You, you don't look like, uh, yeah. people around here. It's, uh, um, and yeah, it's, uh, I, I guess you reach a point in your life where you, I think honesty is honestly the best policy and you don't necessarily need to be a hundred percent honest, but you also don't need to lead them on and saying you're going to be there for two years if you're, if you're not. So I think that's kind of my, my motto with it. And, uh, and it's a numbers game. Dating's a numbers game at times too. So it's uh, totally, you know, so. Yeah. Okay. With that being said, you, again, you don't have to go into detail, but have you been to a spot or a country where you're like, Fuck! Is everybody good looking here? Like, have you noticed that? Like, because I mean, and and I don't want to take away from any country, and I don't want to give you know righteousness to any country. But I what I what I'm more curious about is like, maybe is there a a culture that every every culture loves beauty, but is there maybe one culture that you're like, this is totally uneven. Like everyone's good looking here. <laughs> yeah, and I think you nailed it with Brazil. That uh, you know. Uh, men and women, I, I'm I'm straight, but it's like, man, these guys are good looking too. Like, <laughs> yeah. like everybody, I'm getting is, a little gay. This is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Everybody's good looking there. I, I, uh, it yeah, is a plastic. I, it is a plastic surgery capital of the world, but I totally get it. And like a Brazilian ass makes up for like a five, so it's all good. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. No. And uh, that is yeah. Brazil and some of their surrounding countries uh, surprise me with how much of the uh, the ass augmentation there is out yeah. there. And the, well, South um, America in general, I think too, like awesome tans. So many influences from other countries too. Yeah. Like I, I know, like after after World War II, a lot of Europeans, uh, Italians went to went to Argentina and Brazil. So I, I totally get there's a, lot, a ton of worldly influence as well as a lot of African influence there too. So it's yes. Yeah, there's, there's some good math there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think yeah, for for one of those, um, yeah, just everybody. Man, this whole country is good looking. Uh, I'd say Brazil okay. is probably the the closest. Um, I'm very happy with that answer, by the way. Okay, so uh, my my next question, and again, if if it's incriminating in any way, I don't want you to answer. But 
Mm-hmm. If you're in Colombia, you're not going to get better cocaine. You're in Jamaica, you're not going to get better wheat. Let me ask you a question. Out and about, I'm sure you get offers because you're like, oh, look at this gringo. Like, we definitely got to take his money. So, are you getting offered maybe stuff that may be legal there or not, like legal substance? Are you trying? Like, what, what's going on there? Again, if you, if it's incriminating in any way, it's going to jeopardize your your career and like that. Don't answer. But if not, then come on, man. Like, what's up? <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah. Um... I could probably meet you in the middle, I guess is the best way to put it. So traveling alone, I think you get approached a lot more than uh, a couple or, or a family would for sure. Um, and I, it, yeah, it's, it's sad. It, it saddens me that you're just offered everything in the kind of the same tone of voice. It's like, uh, it's often, yeah, you want Cialis, you want Viagra, you want a t-shirt, you want a hat, you want a young boy, you want a young <laughs> girl, you want drugs. Like it's all like in the same kind of tone and it's, uh, I'm like man okay so yeah like at the end of the day it's just dollars and cents to them and it uh, um yeah like and, and obviously people are buying it which kind of bothers me too and and you know i i'm i'm slowly slowly maturing but yeah i i don't really touch the uh, the illegal stuff and um but it is offered regularly and and uh, yeah i have yeah, to imagine yeah. right like is it yeah. every resort you've been to someone's offered you something yeah it makes it makes total sense i i was curious, so maybe the next question the follow up is is it as available as one may imagine? Like, is it just like you're in in the right spot at the right time, and you, and you know, that one character comes up to you, he's got like a scar under his eye, and he's a fucking guy like this two thousand dollar watch on, uh, and he's like, "What do you want, my friend? I can help you with anything you need." Oh, it, it's yeah, no, it, it's like everybody's offering it from, uh, like I say, you go to like an open air market or something. The guy selling t shirts is is selling it to you. Like everybody, you, you like you're offered uh, uh, twenty or thirty times a day, like. One of the best lines I heard was, uh, the, uh, I remember in um, um, in Mexico, the uh, just outside of Cancun, there, Playa del uh, Carmen, the the guy said, uh, "Oh, you want some uh, you want some drugs? You want some cocaine?" I'm like, "No, man, I'm good." And he's like, "Okay, I'll." Uh, or he said, "Come back and talk to me when you're drunk." And I was like, oh, "That's a good good rebuttal there." <laughs> I'm sure that's probably worked. Is the guy? Hey, how do you know me so well? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like the guy going into the bar. He says no on the way out of the bar. He says, "Oh, sign me." Yeah. But uh, of no, course, I, after a couple of those uh, Cambodian dick drinks, you're for sure going to need some Cialis. Exactly. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, that that's a perfect segue into, I think, the most important thing when traveling, especially when traveling by yourself, is safety. Now, are you researching countries' laws that may be different? Um, you know, like, I, I, and, I, and I don't know, but, but I'm pretty sure in, like, Thailand, if you spit on the ground, you're going to get arrested. Um, if you chew gum in public, you're going to get arrested. Like, are you researching these things? Or are you hoping for the best outcome? Like, Oh, white guy here. Like, Hey, don't hurt me. I'm Canadian. Like, give me an idea of a, are you checking into laws, local laws, or are you at least getting briefed about it? And as well, safety when you're walking into new places, Ian Carter, are you being safe? I, uh, I definitely am. So, uh, kind of the, yeah, like you say, it's a great segue from your last question. So partially, because I'm, I'm traveling alone. Yeah. I'm not wanting to get too, uh, too lit up or whatever. And, and, you know, you can meet some good, good locals and, and have some fun and stuff, but I, I, I tend to, um, yeah, want to have my wits about me and, and want to make sure that that doesn't lead to, to some more potentially dangerous. So that's, um, kind of my, my general thinking, but yeah, as for different rules and laws, like I do, uh, I use the, the government of Canada's, uh, travel advisories. So they will, um, warn you for different countries. Some it could just be as simple as uh, pickpocketing, which you know you get in in pretty well a lot of many or a lot of cities around the world. Um, or more things like yeah, there's there's terrorists or, or um, I'm actually yeah, my, I'm in a couple months going to Singapore and uh, I, th- I think uh, that's what you're thinking of the chewing yeah, gum. Yeah, I said Thailand. I might be off. Yeah, yeah. but no, uh, yeah, and I was I was reading up about Singapore. So very strict laws and and in a lot of countries they don't necessarily care that you're a foreigner i um for years i watched this show on uh a and e or one of those channels but it was it was called banged up abroad and it was just uh terrible travel stories it made me laugh just because people were, were dominated oh some guy just said to carry this suitcase across and i was like they're they end up in a terrible prison for for 20 years so it's like yeah the terrible things can happen um yeah. i i do research it and, and uh again i just um a lot of the bad stuff t- tends to happen at three o'clock in the morning, not three o'clock in the afternoon. So I think that's, uh, that, that's part of it too, is, uh, 
um, you know, these little blips you hear on the news, it's uh, a Canadian got shot in Mexico or something. It's like, okay, well, yeah, was it a drug deal that went bad or was it, you know, someone hitting on someone else's girlfriend and or whatever and it just uh, went went too far? It's generally, Escalated, yeah. Yeah, it's generally not somebody walking out of the church and uh, just gets shot for no reason kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm very much respectful of different laws, Um in different countries because yeah, I, I want to come back and I want to keep doing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, this is uh, your next episode of Travel with Carter. And listen, I'm in jail. Please send for help. Right. Yeah. Please, yeah. Please like and subscribe okay. and uh, <laughs> send me a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, uh, please join my GoFundMe because I really need the help. Okay. So um, I, I want to do like a rapid fire thing to kind of end the end the pod man like i feel like we could do another hour but like honestly the way i'm drinking this rum i'm not going to be coherent very soon i appreciate your time and we got a little bit of a time difference going on but um okay so i, I what i would like to do is like either word association slash rapid fire and i just throw some questions out there and you give me the first answer that comes to your head your head uh, i appreciate it, of course and i'm going to go through the spectrum of questions and we're just gonna have some fun with it okay love it i love it cheers Okay. Cheers, and thank you again for the time. And I wish I could join you. I'm on the water train, but uh, it's okay. You have, you have some rum for me. That's awesome, uh, dude. I, you know what? This is more rum that I've than I've drank in a little while. But I'm also I'm doing a little bit of traveling. Not as exciting as you. I'm going to Tampa, Florida, home yeah. of nothing. But I'm checking out a Dunedin Blue Jays game. Uh, the Jays play the Rays. I'm going to see that. And the Toronto Maple Leafs will be playing the Tampa Bay lightning and i'll be checking out game three so s my oh, i know i know i know i know i'm gonna call danny rowe i'm gonna see if danny rowe's gonna be down there he's okay. probably down there <laughs> yeah he's probably down there all right question number one best airline to travel with Ooh, uh right now i like uh, lufthansa uh they're probably my favorite so far yes very you know we used them on our honeymoon we went to europe and they were sensational so yes okay uh, all right i'll quickly i had the virgin had the hottest uh, uh flight attendants i've ever seen though virgin oh. airlines so i like that that i nice pro tip i like that yeah <laughs> all right best dollar to dollar exchange Ah, I think uh, most, uh, a lot of Asia. So Philippines, Thailand, uh, Cambodia, your, your dollar stretches very far, as well as Africa. And I've only done a little bit in Africa, but uh, off the top of my head, I'll, I'll say Philippines. Airport that has the best first impression? Um, Vancouver International, when you're coming back into Canada, it blows me away. Like they really did it up nicely for the Olympics uh, so far, but uh uh, apparently Singapore is the nicest one in the world. So I can give you a better answer in a, in a couple of months when I get back. We'll do another one for sure. Okay. okay. Um, oh, sure. Dude, totally forget my, my next question. All right. Uh, country that appreciates the fact that you're Canadian the most. Oh, we do have a, a good worldwide, uh, image. People are often excited when, when I tell them I'm Canadian. Um, I can't give you one there. I know that's a political okay. answer, but okay. Yeah. it's okay. No problem. No problem. We're loved, we're loved abroad though. Yeah. Have you checked out any sporting event abroad? Yes, uh, I, I often try to make it a, a thing. Um, I saw kickboxing in Thailand. That was super cool. Um, I saw a couple like amateur soccer matches, uh, one in Nicaragua and one. Uh, oh, oh, and I saw the, the pro in, in Barcelona. Um, yeah, yeah, I the, love Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, that was amazing. That, that, that one was probably my favorite. Yeah. Okay, um, country you could, country or city that you couldn't wait to leave. Hmm, that's a good one. Um, hmm. Jeez, uh, yeah, that's, I, I got to think that one over. But it, I, it, listen, not, it, if there's not one, that's okay too. Yeah, no, yeah. like I, I've definitely been in situations where it's uh, just frustrating with um, airline cancellations and stuff. But I've never really. Yeah, I've never been one in one where I'm like, I, I really got to get out of here uh, yet. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah. Okay. The other side of that question now, country that you'd want to maybe retire in? I think Philippines right now is, uh, yeah, best oh, yeah. Bank for, for the buck. I, uh, I love, love uh, the, the, the food's great. The people are amazing. The weather's nice. It's, uh, yeah, I, I think right now that's, that's probably uh, tops. Country you had the hardest language barrier with? Ooh, that is another good question. Um, I'm full of them, actually. Yeah, I My love it. My wife doesn't no, agree, no. but <laughs> I love it. Yeah, uh, 
a lot of them because I, I I barely speak English and yeah my other languages are <laughs> non-existent. I, so. I have a hard enough time with English, let alone anything else. Um, so all that yeah, French you took in school never paid off. <laughs> I even took an extra year because the teacher was cute, in grade ten, but uh, it didn't work out for me. <laughs> Did you go to St. Joe's or Street Still? I can't remember. St. Joe's, yeah, yeah. I, okay, I yeah, yeah. Who'd you yeah, have? I can't think of her name, but I wish I, I wish. Uh, uh, Miss Pereira. I remember Miss Pereira being really good looking. It might have been her. Um, shout out to Miss Pereira. Hope, hope you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you still look good, honey. That's right. <laughs> um, but no, like uh, South Africa has 11 out national uh, uh, languages. So like just different dialects and stuff. And it's just, uh, it, it, was, it was a big challenge for sure. And, and um it's it's a weird feeling. Like I was saying to my friends, when I come back to Canada, especially after being away for a couple of weeks, it's like you get used to people talking around you and you're not really sure if they're talking to you or around you. And then you come back to work and then someone's like looking in the eyes, speaking English again. And you're like, oh, right, you're talking to me. Okay. <laughs> so it's a weird, weird feeling. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll just go with South Africa just because it's the most recent. Okay. That's pretty cool too. Um, and also, like, I also, I hear that South Africa has like the best beaches in the world too. And one of my favorite YouTubers, Dan Mace, is from South Africa, and the way he he portrays it is sensational. So, yeah. All right, uh, country that you're most surprised by? Mm. Um, Japan, probably. Yeah, like, uh, um, yeah, I was only there for I think just under two weeks, 10 days, probably uh, years ago, but yeah, it was just uh, like one thing after another, their, their technology blew me away. Their different, uh, uh, food, their culture, like just, um, yeah. Talking with the people, the, the, um, yeah, I, I'd probably say Japan, just a, a lot, a lot of different things amazed me there. Uh, the, the, the nature and then the city, the good mix. Yeah. It was cool. Okay. I want, I, in like maybe the end of the summer, I want to have you back on and we can do another one. But my last question right now is this country you're least excited to go to. Yeah. Uh, that's I think a fairly easy one right now, Russia or, or Ukraine. probably. Oh, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> I didn't um, even think that I was like Lux Luxembourg, yeah, yeah. the Vatican, does Vatican count? I don't know. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Like I think those, those two would be just, yeah, because of war obviously, but, um, yeah. And, and there'll be some that, uh, yeah, may, may not be in incredibly, uh, like I I'm really excited to, to try to do North Korea. Like it's a pain in the butt. It's, it's expensive. It's, uh, it takes time to get the, um, the, the right, uh, visa and, and tour guide to take you and everything. Like you can't go on your own, like you have to be guided. So like that kind of stuff interests me, but just, yeah, strictly for safety, I'd have to say, uh, Russia right now or, or Ukraine. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that totally makes sense. Okay. The, okay. So sidebar, like if, I mean, obviously if it wasn't what it is, which is, I mean, ridiculous, but yeah. fucking Don Cherry might've been right. But, um, <laughs> if it wasn't those two, like, was, was there anything else outside of that? Like, I, I, I don't know, but like, um, I would imagine like Belarus may not be like super exciting to go to attend, you know, like I'm sure it would be, but is there another country like outside of those two, obviously because of the, the issue going on right now, the invasion going on right now, I wouldn't call it a war. I think, I think it's an invasion, but yeah, true, true. Um, um yeah, like I, I honestly think I'm going like to probably Antarctica. Have you been there? Like, is, is that on the list? It, well, Does that count? I, it, it, it doesn't count as a uh, for for this thing, but it is on like another list. I'd love to go just so I could say that I went to every continent. But uh, um, yeah, and again, it's incredibly hard to get there and, and very expensive. But um, I yeah, I, I don't really think I have one that necessarily. Like, there's some that there's obviously when when you the more you do, the more you'll realize that the, you know this country, like you said, Belarus is very similar to uh, uh, Russia, which is very similar to this. And and yeah, you just kind of have a little bit where you're not as excited. But I still my biggest thing is just meeting the people and, and, you know, we're very similar all around the world and uh, yeah, it's just, it's fun to have a beer and have a chat and just kind of get to know them and stuff and, and, and have them kind of sell you on, you know, why do I need to be excited about Belarus or for instance? And then, yeah, as soon as you start talking to them, people's eyes light up and they just uh, say, Hey, you got to try this, uh, 
crazy guinea pig and uh, local beer, and <laughs> the next thing you know, you love it. So, um, yeah, I, I go in with an open mind. And, and the other thing, uh, my favorite part, or one of my favorite parts of traveling, is it just it constantly challenges your own biases. So, like, I loved your question about which one surprised me the most because I'm constantly surprised when I show up and I'm like, oh, this isn't quite how I expected it, or this is more mountainous than I thought, or this is hotter than I thought, or just, you know, the people are yeah, way nicer or whatever, or, or it's safer than I thought. Just little things that you, you kind of have these preconceived notions either from yourself or um, things you've heard online or you know, TV or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. all right, brother, I, we're, we're going to wrap this one up, but this isn't the end. Like if you love Ian Carter, like I do, which I can't see why you wouldn't, Travel with Carter on YouTube. Check him out. Do you want to give out your Instagram? Uh, yeah, I got a Travel with Carter Instagram as well. Yeah, okay. you can uh, check me out on, on that. And uh, yeah, like, like I said, I'm going to be putting out a lot of content. And again, thank you so much for the time. I, I uh, loved it. And um, this is uh, definitely a passion before paycheck uh, uh, project. And, and yeah, I'm really excited to be a part of it. And, and so, so happy to be able to share the time with you talking about it today and uh, swapping old memories. That was, that was a blast. <laughs> My man, um, I, I, a little bit uh, behind the scenes, folks. I, I had to cancel on Ian last week. I, I, I regretted it instantly, but I needed it. I needed to do it. Um, Ian, this has been so much fun because, I mean, growing up together and now seeing what you're doing with your life, it makes me very proud of you. And I, I don't know why I don't want this to be like too mushy, but this is like so cool. It's so cool. And like I said before, like you could be playing fucking Minecraft and not enjoying the world, the fucking oyster, you know, and you were, you're doing it and you're doing something that a lot of people dream of and talk about, but never do. And I think that that is incredible. So thank you for doing it. Thank you for sharing. Check out travel with Carter. Uh, I'll have links in the show notes. So if you need to see that there, as well as any questions, just DM me directly on Instagram, not after 30 podcast. And I'll, I'll be able to link up anything, put you in contact with Ian. If you can help him out, maybe let him sleep on your couch. Or if you, if you're somewhere in, uh, where's the country you haven't been, throw one out. Maybe we have someone uh, listening. Turkmenistan. Tur- I didn't know that existed. If you're in <laughs> Turkmenistan, hanging out with Borat and you got a, a couch or a guinea pig Ian can eat, whatever, you know, like help him out. This is this is so cool and check out the check out the vlog. It's fun and you know I'm gonna say this and Ian like I don't take this the wrong way. Ian's a fucking lovable guy. So when you see him when you're watching him on YouTube, I honestly I I feel like nostalgia and all that stuff. But you fall in love with Ian quickly because he's a nice guy. You can see that it's very translucent. So Ian, all the success to you, uh, my brother. Thank you so much for doing this and. You know, I had a lot of fun and, you know, keep doing this because it's special. It's when, when you get trapped in the world, uh, your day to day, nine to five, whatever it is, and you see someone doing, living their life and, and doing their potential and living their potential and, and, and doing the past passion over paycheck, it makes people want to stand up and do it. And, and you're inspiring people and you may not know it. So congratulations. And thank you for doing that. My man, I love you, brother. Oh, thank you so much, Anthony. Honestly, uh, I love you too, bro. This was uh, a lot of fun, and uh, wish I was joining you in Tampa for uh, your next travel. That would be that would be a blast, and uh, I hope you have a. It's awesome it's not going to be exciting. You know what our highlights are? Our highlight, uh, obviously, games are going to be highlights. Uh, my wife and I have a dinner date. Uh, we're lucky enough that my mother-in-law is doing a timeshare at the same time, and oh, she'll be down there to watch the girls. Uh, we're going to do dinner and go to Target because we don't got that in Canada anymore. So hey, and that's exciting. That's the stuff I, I love about traveling. So that's awesome, man. I'm, yeah. I'm happy for you. Let me, let me ask you this. Do you do like fast food places when you're out there? I need like any little, little sidebar here. Do you do fast? Like I, when I was in Greece, uh, when we got married like 10 years ago, I did like a, a Big Mac in a pita with tzatziki instead of mac oh, sauce. It was delicious. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like, are you, do you do those things too? Like, do you check out like fast food joints around? The- I, do, I love yeah. that, man. Obviously, McDonald's. It's fun to see the different menu around the world, and and uh, yeah, just the different prices sometimes. And yeah, they got weird, or, or I shouldn't say weird, but different things that uh, we don't have in Canada, and, and you appreciate it. And then again, I'll ask the locals what they have. And uh, Jollibee was a big one in the Philippines. Uh, they it, it's like a burger joint, fried chicken, and then they have this like, weird uh, spaghetti that's uh, not Italian spaghetti. I'll say that. So okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Nona would not approve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly, but. <laughs> The people love it, so yeah. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Ne- next time we get together, if I don't remember, please bring up. We're going to talk fast food because it, it's near and dear to my heart, near and dear to my waistline. Yeah. So, um, 
we'll we'll talk about that the next time. I like like I said, maybe at the end of the summer after you got a couple more countries under your belt, and we'll go through like a more of an in depth lineup of everywhere you've been, and, and we'll do like the whole global map thing. But Ian, like my brother, I love you, and thank you so much for doing this. It was so much fun, and just to fucking catch up and chat and drink a little yes. bit of rum is always good. Exactly. No, thanks again, uh, my man. I really appreciate it, Anthony. And um, yeah, let's catch up again soon. Enjoy your next travel. And uh, for all you guys, check me out on YouTube, Travel with Carter. And uh, yeah, have some fun watching, watching me get around the world.